I find that if you throw in the hits that they want to hear every so often, it keeps everybody engaged. Yeah. And then we can kind of like be open and artistic in between those moments. You know, we grew up on records and kind of just mashing everything together anyway. So it's easy for us to kind of segue from one to the other. Welcome to the 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource, the new digital music service for open format DJs. This podcast is a weekly discussion about new releases, DJ experiences, and everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! Yeah, what up? Welcome back. It's episode six of the 20 Podcast. We're doing it. We're making progress. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you for all your messages and everything. It's getting better every week. So um, this week, just like always, we're going to go into the 20 playlist and go over some songs. And we've got an amazing guest in the studio this time. He is um, a new dad. You know, I say that because I'm a dad, too, so it's important. And you put that before everything. But besides that and things you guys will be interested in, he's a touring DJ. He's one of the hottest DJs in L.A. and probably all over the place. He's a great dude. And give it up for Devin Lucian in the house. Yo, thank you for the nice intro. Yeah, of course. Come on. (laughs) Let's let's hear it, guys. Let's hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Everybody. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Crowd loves you out here. It's crazy right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we got to, it's too much. They won't stop. Standing ovation. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we got Devin Lucian in the house. You're going to learn a lot more about him in a little bit. He's an amazing DJ. He is living, living the dream right now. Okay. Trying, trying. Trying, <laughs> trying my best. So before we get into it, let's get into the 20 playlist. The 20 playlist, um, it's a curated playlist of the best new releases of the week on BeatSource.com. If you have not checked it out, go check it out. Each episode, we're, get, we're like delving into it, and we're going through probably three to five tracks out of the 20 that we like. And you can check the whole list on BeatSource.com. If you want to go back, they're all archived and all that stuff. So we have picked a few songs here to go through. Let's start it off. This is the 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Ooh, we. That's Ooh-wee. how we do it. It's okay. like we're on Power 106 out here. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, the 20 playlist, let's see. I think this was the first song they had on there. So, let's go through it first, right here. You're a star in my head. You, the need for is war in my friends. I'm never, uh, never mad at a new party next door track. No, it's perfect. Yeah. And with Drake on it, you can't go wrong. Of and course. I don't, yeah, and girls are never mad either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Please say true, but we can party. Yeah, yeah. I'll fast forward to the Drake part. Let's see. I don't want more you or my friends. You're my best friend. All right, pretty tight. Party next door featuring Drake. Loyal is the track. What do you think of that? Uh, I I like it a lot, and I'm you know it goes along with all the new Afrobeat stuff that's uh, 
coming out. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit more updated with like the, you know, a heavier 808 and yeah. thrown in there. I honestly think that, <clears throat> you know, Party Next Door is an amazing writer and, you know, his yep. voice is great and everything. Him as an artist, I think maybe, I don't know if it resonates uh, like as well as the stuff that he writes for other people. Like, I, right. I think if this was a Rihanna track, it would be like a smash number one record that's already. true yeah i i don't know if i get that many requests for party next door if people right. even know his name right you know? yeah i think it's a it's a niche group that's really into him like i i love him when i hear yeah. his stuff i'm i'm into it but i think like for the masses like his writing obviously is spectacular and yeah and it goes with drake crazy perfectly and, they're like yeah. you know the perfect flow and voice together yeah and and he's been doing that sound for a minute, I right. think. So the right. fact that that sound is so popular now, it like fits in perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I I you know I think it'll be a smash either way. But yeah, me too. Dope. All right, let's move on to the next. Here we go. This one. I don't know if you guys will even be able to guess who it is off the first listen right here. Even I'm forgetting now. Is this the Ed Sheeran one? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is Ed Sheeran. Well, it's Stormzy. I wonder whose like song it is officially. Right. But I think it's an Ed Sheeran song because okay. he's the first one listed. So I don't know, but when I I went on, it says um, Stormzy, and then it says featuring Ed Sheeran and Burna Boy. Oh, so it might be a and it's a Stormzy. Maybe that's why it okay. has this sound. Lighters up, lighters up, one time lighters up Pulled up in the party when you saw me, I was lighting up my J So go ahead and brighten up my day Lighters in the air when you're lighting up the rave And it's feeling like I'm Yeah, dope though Yeah, some more Afrobeats Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the sound And this is true Afrobeats I mean, they got Burna Boy on there He's yeah. one of the biggest artists right now Yeah, he's he's killing scene. it right now He he actually just released a song uh, <clears throat> With a fellow cootie sample That just came oh, out Oh, really? Yeah, it's on the, uh, what is it, the there's a new movie coming out, something in Slim, like a like a Bonnie and Clyde, oh, yeah. like updated. It's yeah. on the soundtrack for that, and it's, yeah, what's that called? Slim and something. I forget. The Queen it, and yeah, Slim. Queen and Slim. Yeah, it looks but, dope. Yeah, it's a fella cootie sample, and it's no like way. ridiculous, oh, ridiculous that's crazy. record. Yeah, so I mean, he can do no wrong right now. Stormzy, I always love. And Stormzy's dope, dope UK rapper. Yeah. If you guys don't know, and you get Ed Sheeran on a hook. You, you know. I mean, Ed Sheeran is very, very malleable. You know, he can do anything. He's yeah. kind of like an open format. Uh, artist <laughs> yeah. rather than you yeah. know yeah. uh dj like we can play his songs in all kinds of different right. environments and right and if you look on the spotify uh top like 50 artists yeah. every, every year ed sheeran is like in the top two or three it makes sense which is crazy because some years he doesn't even release stuff and he's still like, that's crazy that prominent on that i list. know even when i do corporate parties like they'll be like you know uh like ed sheeran like they just use him yeah. as the example of okay. He he can he mixes the pop with the the new stuff the hip hop sound yeah. you know yeah yeah all that I can see why people don't like him but I yeah. feel like most I people mean, like him honestly his music feels true to me and even when he's doing the urban stuff it sounds it sounds real it doesn't yeah. sound like he's going out of pocket so for sure I think that's why it translates to everybody is because everything he does kind of has, it feels real yeah I've heard interviews with him where he's like I would go to open mics and hip hop right. spots and go right. do you know people would like want to boo me and then be into it you know right. so i think he 
he proved himself in that world. I agree. And, you know, I agree. I'm and he's just it. dope. I mean, even some of his performances where he's looping everything, right. and doing it all. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. He yeah. obviously is a, a real music person. Yeah. Um, dope. All right, let's move on to the next. Someone that is associated with Beat Source in a way and a uh, a track and Ludes. What can I do? Is the song moving on to some dance music? All right, let's fast forward in there. Sounds pretty dope. Let's see. Good chords. Yeah. I'm mad at those. It's tight. It's long. I mean, it's like a six-minute song. So <laughs> a lot a of parts true, in there. A true dance record right yeah. there. Dope. It has a little disco vibe, but more just like, um, I don't know, you're chilling on the beach in yeah, I, Miami or something? I, I feel <laughs> like A-Track is always uh, very tasteful in his dance music. Yes. Um, and probably because he's you know a little bit older, he's probably like, he's around our age. So, yeah. Uh, I think that the roots of dance music kind of live in the stuff that he's doing now. And, yeah. You know, he always keeps it tasteful and... Exactly, nothing cheesy. Yeah, I, I, I see this living in, like, the corporate world of Totally, this parties. would be great at events, or if you're at, the like, a spot where people really want this kind of music, right. you know, to dance to, and you're yeah. at some pool party, pool party. or something. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. pool yeah. vibes, but definite corporate, um, even, like... I had to do this, like these events for Ferrari, and they want this kind of stuff. You know, it's like right. you're in Saint Tropez or right. like, you know, something right. like that. Right, right. So, all right, good, Respect good shit, A track. Yes, Respects. mad props. Um, <clears throat> all right, cool. Let's see. We got a couple more. We got a couple more. Okay. Trippy Red and the Baby. My personal favorite of the bunch. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Turn up. <laughs> Get turned. Get in. You're going to die. die. You gon' die. You gon' die. Yeah, uh. What they mean? Yeah, what they mean? I'm outside, pop out game with the team, bitch. Uh, what they mean? We all lit, that's on gang, that's on me, bitch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> murder, murder, slash, chop a biggie, blow your back. Hanging with them slash, pussy nigga, we took gas. Nigga, you get whacked, that's on gang and that's all facts. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sold on it. I, I like, love it. Uh, yeah, definite hype. I mean, he keeps telling me I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that tripped me out is that I'm like, am I playing this in a club? Am I going to scare people off? But honestly, the 20-year-old kids that are in clubs, this is kind of right up their alley. Well, exactly. Guess, right? Like, everyone wants to sing Hot Boy and everything. You're like, shots popping out the AR. You know, yeah. you're like, everything we're against on the internet in real life, but then we're yeah. singing it in the club. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I don't want to die yet. So, you know. I'm I know. I'm, I'm holding on. So. I know. He's like, you going to die. I'm like, well, I'm drinking a green juice and I'm thinking about my health lately. But yeah. Thanks, Trippy. But the, the, the baby's verse on it is is excellent, of course. I mean, I think I've played it the baby song on every single episode at this point yeah. of the podcast like yeah. he's the best rapper of right now am i wrong i, I mean, skillful I agree. I agree his the sound of his voice i agree have you seen he's his freestyles it. on uh 
he was on Power with Just Incredible and did a freestyle that yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, look that up. And did it. another one on Funkmaster Flex, and oh, I didn't both see of that. them are just ridiculous. So Crazy. If you, if you guys want to look that up, you'll he's amazing. You'll enjoy like it. and and then he just keeps stepping it up and up and up. You're know, like with his new video with yeah. crazy choreography and the Jabberwockies. Like yeah, he's legit. He's I don't think he's going anywhere mm-hmm. anytime. Yeah. Anytime soon or ever, hopefully, to baby. Hopefully, you're not gonna die. <laughs> okay, Trippy <Yeah>. Red, <laughs> Trippy Red too. I'm I'm loving your new stuff. I yes. I like that. I feel like he's gone back to rapping and not as much of the uh, the melodic like singing stuff, which right. I'm not mad at. But I the the rap stuff I think right now is 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 working for him. And yeah, because he got known it. in like the kind of emo ish right. world where people thought, oh, it's like the Blink One Eighty Two vibes, right. you know, or right. entering right. in and and it is sort of combined like that there's there is like uh, some x you know triple x tentes tentacion right, whatever right, like right. song where they're singing a black they're singing a blink 182 chorus and oh wow stuff, or like a new one right um right where i think they had his verse from before he passed away or something yeah and the, and you know he was putting like a lot of the emo guitars on stuff and and having yeah. songs that didn't even have drums that break, would break in it would yeah. just be like 90s guitar with him kind of doing his melodic right. like flows and you know that was cool and i think he's kind of at a new stage where he's doing like a lot of rap stuff because the the most recent stuff i've been hearing from him is uh is is cool so right i'm i'm into it dope all right keep going trippy red the baby <clears throat> let's see let's get into one more this could be controversial i don't know <laughs> it's been on the 20 for a few weeks though so it's the group some people love to hate some people love to love about to spend that dinero and party to the extrema <laughs> um black eyed peas i don't know how you even say it routine ritmo <laughs> yeah ri- yeah ritmo. how do you say it ritmo okay vlats is ritmo. helping us out out here ritmo. shout out to vlats ritmo hopefully i'm saying that right Right. I, I'm not mad at it, and and I would be the nah. first person to hate on the Black Eyed Peas. Exactly, and everyone I, wants to, but you kind of can't, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, sometimes I can, but on this, no, one, I mean with I, this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, they've had songs before. I think they know. Everyone knows it. No yeah, one. I'm, I've had times you could hate on me. I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Will I am would be the first to admit that there, yeah. there was some stuff. But this, I mean. I'm surprised that no one had sampled Rhythm of the Night already. Me too. It was like the last remaining 90s like popular <laughs> dance record that no one had right? sampled. Yet. And they flipped it into that Latin thing, yeah. got Jay Balvin I'm on not, it. And you got Jay Balvin on the it, beat's so dope. I'm, I'm, I'm already sold if you we got him on it. We think DJ Ammo may have produced it if we're wrong, sorry, but if he that's, did... That's the rumor that, shout that Spider Ammo. just started. So. I don't fact check, I just say <laughs> things on this show. If I'm wrong, tweet me, okay? 
I'll take the. Don't don't. I can admit don't I'm wrong. Me, just add <laughs> add Spider. Yeah, don't add him. <laughs> Everyone that's mad, hit me. I'm ready. I can take it. Um, all right, dope. So that was uh, that was it. We got through five of them. I mean, I'm excited. All those songs are dope. Yeah, those are fly records. I'm yes, not, I'm not mad. Good, good stuff. Thank you, Beat Source, for curating that for us on the 20 playlist. Can't wait to hear what's on uh, next week. Every week they've been introducing us to new stuff. So um, that was it. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider. Yes. Okay. Thank you, The 20 Playlist. Now, let us hear from Devin Lucian in the house. Give it up for him, guys. Standing applause. Here we go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yep, that's right. They love you out here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, so like I said before, Devin Lucian is in the house. He is a new father, you know. A uh, new father, yes. Yes, your kid is nine, ten months old. Uh, nine months old, Nine yeah. months old, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, Feels he's like crawling was, around. And it's a boy. It's a boy. What's his name? His name is Franklin Day. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Um, that's a classic name. Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's been an incredible experience. That's amazing. As you know. Yes, yes. It's I have a kid that's seven experience. years old. I don't think I've ever talked about it on here, but... Um, Dad life rules everything. It really does. It really (laughs) does. Yeah, dad life's the best. Um, And then as well as that, I mean, he's a touring DJ. He plays at all of the dopest spots in LA, but also just, you know, tours around Vegas and all over the world, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I was just in Australia with Brody for... Uh, a couple weeks. Uh, me and Brody Jenner do a thing together. Right, that's uh, what I was gonna say. So you tour with Brody sometimes. You, yeah, you go yourself a lot. Yeah, of the I do time. my solo thing. I I got my project with him. Um, so it keeps me pretty busy. You know, a lot of Vegas, Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, we did the Australia thing, which was super cool. Dope. Um, which we had done once before. Um, right. For a couple weeks, and we kind of just bounce around to all the cities in Australia and play and hang by the beach. And, yeah. Hang with a lot of his uh, Australian friends, which are great dudes. And oh, he knows a lot of people. Like, yeah, from yeah, surfing and yeah. Stuff. He's got a bunch of like you know surfing buddies and like Mad Hueys and right. you know, the guys that he did a clothing line with. Yeah, um, and they're just great dudes and lots of fun and dope. Yeah, it's great. What clubs did you play at? Um, <clears throat> a lot of the you know some of the stuff was like smaller bars. Um, right. That- that was interesting because yeah. we would walk in and be like, holy shit, like, we're, we're going to play. <laughs> oh, can we curse on this? Yeah, or? yeah. All say, right. say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> uh, we would be playing like these smaller bars and those would be some of the most fun shows because you have just like, it felt like a dirty house party yeah. in Australia. You right. Know? Um, and then we played, you know, Marquee and Sydney um, and... God, like I, it's hard for me to even remember like yeah. some of the places, but well, yeah, some of them were like bigger clubs, and right? It's it's just a fun experience, and you know, some of it was pretty weird because a lot of the, you know, they their big thing there is, uh, you know, we would ask what kind of format for the music, and they would yeah. say R and B, R and B, and for them, <laughs> we you know you you figure out that that means rap and hip hop, but they call oh. it R and B. So at first it was like, oh, do we go in and play like Casey and JoJo, yeah. Usher, like what what is this? Yeah, like, R&B? Wait, like next too close. What yeah, are you talking about? So, or like LMA, like new. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we realized that it, they meant hip hop, but they're kind of a year behind on the hip hop, I guess. Oh, a little okay. Bit. And then there's also like the classic records that hit for us in the U.S. that don't hit at all for them, like. 
move bitch get out of the way like you could drop that in vegas wherever and people go nuts for it you and know? they're not so much and you drop it there and it's like they've never heard the record could That's care so less about it yeah really some of the big like you know the young jock like it's going down like that not kind of big stuff. not big and then you play a random old one and they go nuts for like it. what what was something that was big uh, that you I'm wouldn't trying, expect i'm trying to remember i, I it was just so random that yeah. it was like i never knew what i was coming into and it right even after two weeks i was like I don't know if I'm going to go in and kill it tonight or yeah. if I'm going to be off, but that's um, the hard thing about traveling. Like it's super dope, but you don't always know what you're, you can be as prepared as you want, but you don't know what you're going into. Right. Yeah. 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 And so you got it. So were you guys able to adjust on the fly? Yeah. Like for the bars versus a mega club, like marquee or something. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of the bars with, with Brody being there, some of the people are like, the girls there are so excited to see him that for sure it's almost like we can do no wrong up they there. don't care what yeah they playing. don't care like, could, oh my god yeah we could get up there put on a mix and just stand there and they'd yeah. be stoked because they're hanging out with brody jenner right um but i guess taiga had just done a tour before like had just wrapped like a little australia thing before mm -hmm. we got there so everybody seemed pretty hyped on taiga music so i knew that that was like in my back pocket i could throw in a taiga right. song and people would go for it yeah so. Yeah, it was, you know, and that's, I, you know, that's the fun thing about DJing, I guess, is like you kind of learn all these different markets and then, you know, you keep that in the back of your head. And, exactly. It all meshes together yeah. and you just keep sort of like learning and yeah. and having more experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a learning, uh, a learning experience, even, you know, I'm 20 years into DJing. So I know. Same. And I'm I think that learning. I've heard everything or seen everything. Right. But you still <clears throat> then get asked about this or to do this kind of style right. or, right. you know, and with like all the Spotify or even beat source and stuff, you can learn about the new music. You know, if someone's right. like, I want an Afro beat set and you're like, yo, I don't even know. You right. Know? So, right. Um, yeah. And you can look up the top 50, like in any country. Now. Exactly. So if you really want to do your homework. Yeah. And then as a DJ, you can like apply what you know about clubs working in clubs. I mean, songs working in clubs or not. Right. And just be like, okay, this is like a chill song, but this isn't. And, right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, dope. That's cool. And so um, when you're not like touring with him, what, like, do you have residencies in LA that you do? I do the, I've been doing the Wednesday party at Warwick for forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we're in year five of it. Year, okay. Year five or six of it. Um, and that's been a real cool one because when I, when I got in there and started doing that one, it was still kind of the time when EDM was pretty big in the clubs right and not a lot of clubs were doing hip-hop programming yeah so when i went in there i was like you know what i'm gonna just play like old school hip-hop for the first couple hours and then just play like new hip-hop and yeah. stay completely away from edm and you know maybe they'll it's a place to go where people don't have to hear EDM yeah. out at the club and it kind of just built momentum and then obviously hip-hop now is the biggest yeah genre in the world it feels like right um <clears throat> So it's just kind of like the Wednesday night spot that people know about. And, yeah. Um, and I think that blueprint that you just said has translated now to every club. You know what I mean? Right, a lot of times right. LA clubs will set the vibe and bar for yeah. like what's going on yeah. around the country or in, right. you know, or at least in other places like, and uh, some of them. And I now every club quote unquote open format is just kind of hip hop with some yeah. other things mixed yeah, in some drops here and there. Yeah. And I feel like people markets. like you and some other DJs that know what's up can mix in other things skillfully right. and, and right. do that. But, um, yeah, like that is true at the time it was so EDM heavy right. and the Vegas connection and yeah. And, and you know what? Like, I think 
because we live in LA, I think we get a little bit more liberty to to kind of change things up and yes. not have to follow the script, you know? Yep. Uh, we're lucky enough that we've like built a name for ourselves that co- people kind of trust us when they when we come into a room. Yeah. So I like to use that liberty to kind of push the limits and play some stuff that people might not know. And maybe, you know, lately I've been going a lot more open with the music and kind of bringing back like the way of like mixing in 80s with a little bit of house and yep. throwing hip hop and like... These young kids seem to be feeling it. Completely. Know? I was in San Francisco <clears throat> Saturday and I I was like, you know, there's probably 45 minutes left in my set. And I had the same thought. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to, I'm at like 80 something BPM. Like I'm going to go into 80s right now, right, you know, from right. like this new hip hop and just see how they react. They all start going crazy. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I can kind of get open. I'll play some 2000s rock a 90s song and then go back into drake travis scott you know try to like keep them in the in and out you know yeah it's as long as you can i find that if you throw in the hits that they want to hear every so often it keeps everybody engaged yeah and then we can kind of like be open and artistic in between those moments and luckily we we're we have this we're skillful enough to kind of bounce around throughout yeah. the genres. And I think that that's like one of the things that us older DJs have an advantage is that, you know, we grew up on records and kind of just mashing everything together anyway. Yep. So it's easy for us to kind of segue yeah. from one to the other. And, you know, I, I think it's just like when EDM was going on and it was all EDM in the club, people are going to get sick of it. And totally. right now it's like that with hip hop. And yeah. as much as I love hip hop, yeah. it gets boring playing the same like right. slow records and you know, it's, it's yeah. nice to change it up. And right. I think as DJs, we know that our gut feeling is going to be right about what to do with the crowd and stuff. But the people sometimes running the clubs or in yeah. charge are like, no, we figured it out. This is what people like. Do right, that. Right, and you're like, right. no, you don't understand. <laughs> right. We can see the future in a way. You know, right, like we're right. seeing what's coming out. We're seeing what people like. You have to let us do our job and keep pushing it forward. Otherwise, your club's going to get stagnant and everything is yeah. going to go down. You have to keep pushing forward with the music. I agree. And, you know, And and I think with, with guys like uh, us, if we're getting hired, like – there's a certain trust factor that yes. a lot of these places have with us that that gives us the liberty to kind of take it a little bit further and 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 reel it back in. Yeah. Uh, then you know somebody else. You know we get a longer leash than other people. Right. Might when it's get, like some so. first time DJ and they're like, "What's he doing? Yeah. Or what's she doing? Yeah. Like this is horrible." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and I think we're lucky that we live in LA because from what I've seen, LA right now has some of the coolest music programming out of anywhere. Yeah. You know, and the most forward and and ahead of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was even in New York this weekend and it, if, you know, New York, LA just feels like it's kind of the epicenter of like music right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just so spread. It is. It does feel like the epicenter of music. Everyone's yeah. moving here to do it. Yeah. And it's all over the place. Even uh, Sunday night, I'm at Scratch Bastard. Shout out Scratch Bastard. Yeah. He threw uh, Bastard's Barbecue, um, which is like his touring party. Right, right, right. He right, gets right. a bunch yeah. of dope DJs for like a 12 hour day and they barbecue and play music and i went to that sunday but at the exact same time is like kanye west is doing an opera at the hollywood bowl and you know there's so right, much stuff right, happening yeah. in la just yeah. on a sunday night like you're right. saying it's crazy yeah. you know and then later that night i'm on instagram like oh i missed this oh that was happening oh wow you yeah, know it's almost overwhelming I, yeah like every dj was here but then also every dj is at that place and then all these right, people and right right 
I constantly feel like I miss things too in LA. Like, yeah. I'm like, how did I not know? How's everyone in the world at the forum? And I didn't even hear about it till. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get over the FOMO because there's so much <laughs> stuff going yeah. on that, like, if I lived in a constant state of FOMO, I would just it would be, the, horrible. be an unhealthy person. So. I know. I'm like, I'll just look up the Insta story or yeah. ask my friend or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I think we stay pretty busy. So yeah. I think we're good. That's the other thing. And with the dad <laughs> life, you just kind of want to be home and yeah, enjoy I mean, nothing, real life sometimes. Nothing beats that. Yeah. Nothing beats that, truthfully. Wait, so you were saying about having the long leash or having the clubs trust us and and we were talking about them thinking they know what's up and you know what's up. Like, right. have you ever had experiences where people are micromanaging too much or pissing you off? Like, sort of like not trusting you enough. You know what I mean? In, in LA or in, um, gen, in just anywhere. anywhere? It doesn't have to be LA. And, and you know, yeah, anywhere. Uh, you see, in LA, I feel like I have like an especially long leash because I, I, yeah, I play these spots like every week. So right. I, Sometimes, or I even go if off it was these, a long time ago, or, yeah, you know. I go off on some weird tangents sometimes. But you know, when I'm on the right. road, I I, I kind of play it a little closer to pocket because yeah. I know that you know these other markets aren't as uh, forward thinking with their music. But yeah, uh, I mean, on, honestly, even this past Wednesday, I was playing and I you know I wasn't drinking or anything. And sometimes when I'm not like no cocktails at all, I it. I'm a little out of the groove of the party. I understand. And yeah. Sylvan, uh, shout out Sylvan and Warwick, yeah. who never comes up and said, like, trust me with everything, came up and was like, hey, can we pick it up a little bit? Like, can you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and it was kind of nice to, like, have a kick in the ass from, like, right. a friend that you work with. Like, yeah. hey, pick it up. And and then it kind of inspired me to, like, okay, Devin, like, just right. because you're not drinking, you can still get into this and, like, let's go. And after he said that, uh, you know, I was... I was yeah. able to get in a groove, but um, yeah, whether you're sober or not, just like yeah, get that, into it. I guess that's the the one that I can think of offhand. Right. But yeah, I, I I feel like when I'm out of town, I usually I kind of know what to do yeah. to where they're not going to bug me, so right. I don't usually test it as as much as I do here. So do you? Um, and so, uh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I totally. Yeah, I feel you on that. But uh, I th I, honestly, out of all the markets, I think Vegas is, they're probably, because they have the most at stake, I would say, are the most likely micro to micromanage. Yeah. yeah, and they'll tell you to pick it up. Oh, yeah, or... they have no problem. And they have no problem pulling you if you suck. And right. thankfully, I, I, I haven't been pulled. Have you ever been pulled anywhere? <sighs> I You know, there's nights where I should have been pulled, <laughs> and I can't remember if I was pulled, but there's definitely nights where you know where you're like sweating in between each song that you're picking and you're like wow i am not in the groove of this party i don't know, <laughs> I know. what these people want and it it's a terrible feeling i know and sometimes you're doing feeling. better than you think too like right. sometimes i have that feeling and i get in my head and i'm like wow this is going horribly right i don't even know what to do next everything i pick isn't right i'm trying to make right. it work and then at the end of the night like man you killed it that was great i'm like what <laughs> like, yeah sometimes you can be your harshest critic but yeah which is good i think that's how you know you have to push yourself right but but yeah i feel you on that. I, I would say generally when i have that feeling i'm i when i have had the, the those feelings yeah i've i've haven't been doing well right and i was like fuck i kind of hope they pull me right because <laughs> it's painful i know but, or vice versa i've recorded myself and be like that was so dope and i listen back i'm like ooh, i messed up all those times you know yeah, they probably didn't notice but yeah in my own, i want to be perfect you know or really good whenever so. you listen to recordings i think it fails to capture like the energy in the club yes and exactly. sometimes the sloppiness it, it it's like fun for people like right. it makes it more human and yes 
people engage with that and they see you and it's like fun and it doesn't translate yeah. to the recording. And, you and you're noticing sometimes it can be an abrupt bad mix, but you're just flipping up the vibe and the song of the party to keep it going and to right. save it in a way. And right. on a recording, it might sound whack, but yeah. you're as a professional, you're like, yo, now's the time. Yeah, like, now's people the are time. Not feeling it. It. Let's go. Boom. Yeah, I'm reverbing <laughs> out. I'm doing whatever. Acapella loop. True, true, true. <laughs> Do you um, drink now when you DJ or? You know, I... Now that I have my son, I, you know, I go through, I go through stages like, yeah. you know, last year I took off a hundred days and it didn't drink and I felt the best that I've ever felt. Right. And, you know, it took me weeks to get into the groove of DJing where I felt comfortable and like, oh, I it's can hard. do this job without drinking. I know. It's like hard to even admit that, but it's true. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it's, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of us out there that deal with this, you know, most, most of us, cause we're just exposed to alcohol all the time. Yeah. And when you're young, it's easy to drink. You don't have responsibilities. But the older you get, you're like, man, I don't want to be hung over tomorrow. Right. And I have, you know, I've been having a newborn at home. So it's like yeah. I could get home and he could have a feeding at 3 a.m. when right. I get home. And I don't want to be drunk when that's yeah, exactly. going on. And, and you have no idea. You could have to go to the emergency room for some yeah. random thing, you know. Like, yeah, there, there's like, uh, it, it, it. there's so much anxiety involved in it that yeah. I've, I've cut back. But... Yeah, I mean, it's always a constant thing of trying to check yourself and right. make sure that you're being responsible and, and still being able to have fun. and Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still do drink and everything when right. I DJ, but but yeah, I try to like do it in moderation. Yeah, you got to pick your battles. You yeah, know? exactly. If you know you, you're on the road and you have a day to sleep and your yeah. flight isn't until later, then like, okay. Right. If you got a baby at home and you got to wake up at 6.30 a.m., yeah. not not the best time to be no drinking, you're gonna feel so. horrible yeah. yeah i mean and some people don't drink at all or don't smoke at all or you know or just right. very sober for whatever reason whether right. just for their own thing right. or sobriety or you yeah. know but i mean i like to have fun and i you yeah, know i don't want to say that drinking is the only way that i can have fun but it of course it adds like when you're djing and you have a drink it's it's yeah inherently and in nightclub people are there to drink so like you right. said to get You're in on the, the same level with them yeah. it helps i don't think it's crucial you right. know i've seen people kill it without obviously one of the best djs to ever do it yeah am was sober for some of his best things yeah. you know so yeah um i remember getting drunk around him and being like <laughs> i felt all weird like <laughs> we were in some city in the bay area and like they're give I really barely drank at all when I f had first met him, and right. I I was just getting into drinking, and I'm like 26 years old, right. you know. I'd never right. liked it, and I remember I drank too much, and then we had to ride in the car for like two hours back oh, to San man. Francisco, and he's talking to me, and I'm like, I want to seem normal and not drunk, <laughs> and like he's sober, like is he gonna think I'm, you know? Right. And really, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Yeah. But, well, thankfully, he was like the most non-judgmental. I know, but at the time, I felt like I'm talking to my dad or something, right, you know? Right. right my yeah. dad that also I look up to as the most amazing, you know, DJ, artistic right, person. Right, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, everybody has their different. Yeah, and there, there's a perfect example of that, that it's possible. And I feel like a, a lot of DJs, you know, you either, you get to a point where you either burn out and yes. from partying too much or right. you figure, figure your stuff out and you, yeah. you stop drinking and, right. or like drink in moderation. And, yeah. you know, I think the older you get, the more you learn how to just like, you know, you want to live a healthy life and right. still be able to do what you love and still be able to make a living and yeah. still be good at what you do. Right. Um, yeah. All this stuff will wear on you. I mean, speaking from old DJ <laughs> status, yeah. but all of it, I mean, my ears are ringing, you know, all the time now, right, like right. different parts of your body, you know, you're yeah. just like tired and, you know, yeah. you. so you have to, it's almost like 
being an athlete, like I got to go on tour with Blink-182 and, and be around Travis Barker a lot and seeing how much, I mean, he takes care of himself and how right. athletic he is outside of playing drums is like, damn, this fool is like right. training for a marathon at all times. You yeah. know, he's like doing crazy ropes and he's doing the stuff and he's working out, you know, and you have to have that endurance to be able to do a great job at what you do and right. like right. have that clear head and be able to, you know, obviously he's one of the best. Yeah. On and Earth. then he has a full workout yeah. doing his set. I that, mean, it's I just know. crazy. But I feel like I wouldn't be able to get through his drumming. Li- you know, if I didn't, right. he has to go through all that yeah and just to train to, to be ready for that yeah, yeah so i think it's like that you just find your your healthy zone you know yeah go I'm, I'm i'm still a work in progress but i mean me better too. than i was when i was you know 22 23 doing this job so yeah i exactly. get the meditation in now yes yeah i know now you know it's so, so good i know like i that's <laughs> what i did this morning like i know it's like i try to just get those little extra things that could help your mind and body like yeah. a tiny bit and and you know what they really they really do like i find myself when i'm having like you know, because sometimes I'll get anxiety because switching from being, you know, I'll be at home with my family cooking dinner, hanging with yeah. my baby, put my baby to bed. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, wow, I got to go to a club like in two hours and yeah. it's going to be a completely different scenario. Right. And I can find myself like getting these anxieties or like a perform, not a performance anxiety, but just uh-huh. like an anxiety about leaving the atmosphere that I'm in. Yeah. And if I give myself like even 10 minutes to just sit in silence and do my meditation, I come out of it and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like prepped to, I'm prepared to walk into this scenario now. I think that goes for both sides, like going out to DJ from your home life and coming back to your home life. Like sometimes I'm so crazy, either dealing with things or trying to do a hundred things or, and and then I come home in the crazy zone and I'm (laughs) like, yo, they don't deserve this. They want to get the best version of you. You know what I mean? So, so, Sometimes I'll do that too, like come home, chill in my car for a sec and be like, all right, I'm going to let all that go away and then come back and be able to be a a complete, you know, the best version of yourself Yeah, and like an attentive like person with them, you know? So I think, yeah, that, and the meditation helps you like, uh, I think everyone has to get into their own time, but the meditation helps you focus on things and, um, be able to deal with the stresses that come towards you you know yeah D- djs out there i cannot recommend it's so true i cannot recommend it enough it really changed my whole my whole thing for do you sure. do like um a specific kind of meditation like transcendental meditation you, you know Buddhist? i started with headspace and okay. kind of just like started with their trial thing and right and just kind of learned how to meditate yeah and now i'm using the calm app yeah um so I mean, I I don't know if that's like a special kind of meditation, but that I think, you know, I don't know. I think that I think those are based in Buddhist meditation or something. I'm not sure. Only because I listened to another podcast with the dude that invented the Headspace one. Okay. Okay. And then um, the Calm app actually randomly sponsors my son's soccer team. (laughs) So yes, it's it's great. He has a big thing of the logo on his front when he plays. I love Calm. But I had I learned about it and it's like those are different because they're a guided thing. But I think. Right. The thing with meditation is whatever helps you, helps you. Whatever you got to do, do it. You know, like my wife's into transcendental meditation. She got me into that. She even late last night, like texted me a Buddhist chant that she found out that she started saying every day and was like, I'm telling you, say this a few times a day and it'll like give you this clarity and you won't believe it. I'm like, okay. That's awesome. And some of it sounds all weird and hippie spiritual, but in reality, like that it's stuff awesome. helps. Dude. It does. You it know? really does. My, my wife is the complete opposite. We were, <laughs> we were in Japan uh, a couple years back 
and you know we were we were like at this beautiful temple doing yeah. all this stuff i'm like hey let's have a meditation uh session together and she's like okay so we sit down and we do this 10 minutes of meditation and yeah. it, for me i'm like sitting i'm like oh man i'm in tokyo right now i'm at this temple this is a beautiful experience blah 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 and the 10 minutes is up and 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 i turn and in my head i'm like this was it and my wife goes that was the longest i thought we were doing 5 minutes that was the <laughs> longest 10 minutes of my life like what what that was miserable and i was just like we are just on different pages about the meditation thing right. which is you know fair people oh, can oh totally yeah, fair I'm i not, feel like i'm probably more like her with my my wife so into it right. and it's taken a long time for right. me to right. you know even when i told my family oh i'm going to do it they're like really all right. right like my brain's always racing and i do that's what i struggle with oh my god how long has it been 7 minutes right. it's yeah, been yeah, an yeah, hour that's, yeah and I've had to really train myself. She can close her eyes and know when it was 20 minutes, like right. to the T. I'm like, how are you doing that? Right. You know? Well, my, my wife likes to joke with me that I have less going on in my brain. So it's kind of just like <laughs> I'm able to just tune out and be like, boo. <laughs> so, but I love you, honey. And I respect the, uh, I respect the no That's meditation. why you guys are good together. Yeah. I mean, same. Me and my wife have similarities and complete opposites. Yeah, those you know? are the things. That and you learn it. that with kids too. My kid is like have so much opposite stuff from me. Right, it's nuts, right. You know, I thought he. Everyone's like, he's gonna be a DJ, and I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna be. But I, I think know. he's gonna be uh, messy. Yeah, he's gonna be messy. That <laughs> also DJs like not not messy, dirty, but Lionel no, messy. Well, probably for, both. for the for the listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, Lionel messy. No, he'll. I mean, I don't know, but he but he still brags about music. We were out a couple nights ago, and he goes, Dad. I know the most songs of any kid in my grade. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> what is that? Like he knows the lyrics or he just No, knows? he knows. He can name songs. Like he makes playlists. We made oh, a playlist and he like made this crazy playlist. It was like everything from Operation Ivy and the Ramones wow. Wow. to like, um, what else is on there? To like songs about chicken nuggets and breakfast burritos. Now is like for him listening to Op Ivy, is that stuff that you turned him on to or did, did yes. you discover that, that on his own? That came about because he was like dad what's the fastest song ever and i'm like i don't know so like i'm finding like tones on tails and like like blitzkrieg bop and okay, yeah, metallica yeah. and so all those songs and so to him he wants the craziest fastest song right right, right. so that's like operation ivy sound system Super you know cool. so yeah. and then i think over listening to it over time it's just in his brain now and right. so he just likes to sing it and say it but yeah. he loves Lil Nas X and all that stuff too how can you not I even love I, I love Lil Me Nas too. X I cannot it's like yeah it, it's sophisticated child yeah, rap it's dope I mean Panini <laughs> he loves Panini so I'll like play it in the club and then show him the video oh I, I sing Panini to my son like <laughs> literally every day that's amazing <laughs> um but I, I I find it fascinating how how young kids are just so you know they grow up yeah, just being able to get all this information, and they're so good at finding music. Right. Yeah, so I'm like waiting for my son to get older, so that like when I'm in my 50s and he's like 16, I yeah. can be like, oh, I want to be an A and R. What's all the good? Oh my shit? god, I know. I'm like already <laughs> like he puts me on. You know, like I said, he also he wants to hear the Pokemon theme song and a song about chicken nuggets, but right. then also these other songs that he finds and then he found some song called acapella by someone named carmen i'd never heard before but right. he's obsessed with it and he like puts it on knows every word sings all of it you right. know and see that that would be an interesting like it'd be interesting to dig through those songs and like sample one of them and make a beat out of it right and when those kids are a little older and they're yeah. like listening you know it's like tapping into like their youth of, right like because a lot of the beats that True. you hear are like 
I, there's a big like gaming community with yeah. people that are like sampling gaming beats that are blowing up on like oh, SoundCloud. Crazy. And, yeah, it's like a whole, you know, it's just the youth is, the youth is tapped in. Oh, I know. And, and like you said, they have access to everything ever. So I don't know, even know how he finds some of this stuff or right. remembers it and like you know just with the clubs too you can see how diverse people's tastes uh, are yep. you know but then at the same time i have people come up when i'm playing stevie wonder do i do and some girl she seems super nice she's like what is this song <laughs> you know and i'm like wow and at first i'm like what but then i'm like ah this is dope i just taught someone about this song yeah and they loved it and they're gonna go listen to it and t- you know that's what's crazy is these kids in the club are born in like 1996 and oh it's God. like their reference point for music i forget like stevie wonder do i do came out yeah 30 years or 25 yeah. years before or even born. songs we were playing 10 years ago they were like 12 years old yeah yeah, <laughs> and yeah it's nuts and it's i'm nuts. like yo i was old playing that song like I did a club and they were like, we want an early 2000s theme. And I'm like, I totally understand what you're saying, but my brain has just lumped all of 2000s together, even yeah. though there's been 19 years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Travis Scott, that's early 2000s, right? <laughs> no? I know, it's hard to like put it all together. Um, yo, I was thinking, like we've known each other for a long time. Yep. We have so many mutual friends and we've had, <clears throat> we've crossed paths in so many ways from having the same managers to doing the same clubs and I was trying to think of you know different things that we've been through together and um I remembered that we did this night I don't know what it was for but at, I think it was at that place my house or something or okay. my studio no it was my house like there were these clubs in LA called yes. my studio my house and we did a four turntable oh, set yeah and we oh, were wow. like on this balcony, like looking down over yes, everyone. That I was remember, my studio. That yeah, was my, my studio. studio. And yeah. they were like, you guys are going to do four turntable set. You know, you and Devin. I'm like, well, we've never worked together before. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. I remember an AM, DJ AM came that night. I think he um, did. He was there because I remember him standing behind us and me right. being like, oh, great. Like, like fuck. we don't even have anything <laughs> planned. I want to do something dope. Right. You know, and I'm thinking like, how are we going to do this? And, right. And it worked out good. We had a great night. Like, right. I don't even remember probably one thing. Oh, no, no. It, this was at my house. Yeah. And it was up above. Yeah. Everything. It was, it, yeah. Because yes. my house was the bigger one. Yes. And we were up above yes. in that VIP, quote unquote, section. You know, that you had to go up the stairs. Yeah. And then we were looking down at everyone. And like AM was there. And I think this was like kind of right before he passed away like yeah i think it was um, right when i got with dexstar yeah because uh, i remember he passed away like a, a few months after i like officially got with dexstar yeah i uh, think so, this so I, this must have been right then yeah so it was probably like something that they organized for us because i think i had done one also with marshall barnes yeah th- this was i don't know if this was a dexstar <clears throat> night or there was something right with it but i just remember we did that that was super fun he was there and then i feel like i even talked to him about getting dinner and whatever and then i that might have been the last time i ever yeah. saw him like god. so crazy nerve-wracking to have him standing behind you oh DJ. my god That's so sure. many times like <laughs> i remember opening for him in these different situations but and most of the time it was fine because we're in a club so i can keep people dancing but like opening for him at like a cl- place where people were staring at you was the hardest thing. Oh, ever. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. I, we did mezzanine in San Francisco, and they're like, "All right, you're gonna go on, then he's gonna go on." I go out, and it's like 
a live music venue where everyone stares at you. So everyone's just standing there with their waiting arms crossed, waiting for him. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what am I supposed to do? So like, I go up and I'm like doing things and I'm thinking, okay, don't do anything he would do. Right. You know, like right. none of his songs. I know his set, but right. like you got to impress him, but also make the crowd go yeah, and then it's... do what you want to do. And oh my God. I, I, like... I remember opening for him at Hyde, like back when it was the original Hyde in the small room. Yeah. And you know, you were in like this little cubby hole. Yep. So like I was in there. Closet and I, with a window, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was, I used to do this mix, and it was, uh, it was New Order, Bizarre Love Triangle into yeah. Holy Ghost, Hold On, but like with the synths, like yeah, and like kind of mixing them together. I can hear it in my head. And you know, they're out of key, but for some reason, like they go. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing this mix, and I'm like, yeah. And then I hear this voice behind me, like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> and I turn around and it's AM and then like immediately the second he did that I think I like touched the record and it went off a little bit and I was just like oh, and I was so shook by having him like in the booth with me and I was just like okay I'm ready for him to get on oh right now God. like I don't want to like but when he wasn't there I was like oh yeah I'm feeling the groove blah 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 the second I heard his voice and saw him I was just like oh my god okay what am I going to do next it's going to impress him and it just like you know I think he was just kind of like the guy that everybody aspired to 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 yeah. be like or just just to have him respect what yeah. you were doing up there was like a cool feeling it you was know? it was huge and his creativity factor was just so exponentially high like right. i remember things would come you know you, you would see him and you go oh i know what he does i know his set but he would always right. have new things and be working yeah. on new things and do little tricks and you know even <clears> i remember <throat> that christina aguilera song came out where dj premier produced it and yeah and he had like it came out like that day and somehow he had some mix where he worked his name into it and did a thing right. i saw him that night and i'm like how is he doing this yeah. you know yeah that's amazing yeah it's it's you know and it's just to have somebody that's at that level of success yeah. and to still be working hard in your off time, to, you know, because you have to figure that he was at home figuring out this mix. He didn't just yeah. do it on the fly. Or, and maybe he did do a lot of this shit on the fly. But just like to have that level of success and still be like grinding and coming up with these ideas and not oh, yeah. just phoning it in. You know? I think he never stopped. I mean, he would yeah. go practice after his set. Right. You know, he would constantly be working on right crazy stuff yeah. um yeah, that's crazy. amazing yeah that um that's so funny like he would i remember he hit me up he's like i want to come through i used to do area on wednesdays right and he's like i haven't been to a club like that in a minute i want to come through you know and i'm like and he has that deep voice like you said he'd be behind you yeah. you don't know and they, all of a sudden he's like yo that's dope you know <laughs> yeah. like something you're like oh, and you're like oh shit, shit. you know Damn. and i remember he wanted to come through and he's like you know make sure i'm on the list i'm like yo you're like the dude you know but he's <laughs> like i don't want to deal with anything and uh, the whole time I'm DJing, I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing dope shit. I hope he comes in right now. <laughs> and then he comes in like way later. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in the like more club mainstream and you're part. Like, shit, like, I hope he thinks this is cool. Right, you know, it's right, like right. definitely overthinking it. And then now I feel that sometimes when I meet younger DJs and I'm like from out of town, I'm standing there and they're like, yo, I got to do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not judging you right, right. that much. I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I always love to come like 30 minutes early just yeah. to like, to hang with the opener and like yeah. catch a vibe and like hear what he's playing and me too like it really is like you know you don't want to be the guy that just rolls in two minutes before like yo okay get off it's my turn right. to, it's my turn to rock and like yeah it it you know for for some of these guys they're like just getting into it and it's nice to like oh wow like the the headliner came in and like you know hung out and heard my set and yeah exactly you know it's i don't know i just think it's 
it just makes your life easier like having everybody kind of be like a friend instead of just like yo i'm here get off it's my yeah. time to work yeah that's you know? why i try to show of them is like i've been where you are i understand right. exactly how you feel and what you're doing you know what i mean right. so um if you're a dope dj and you have good ideas i could see that you know even if you're not doing the best thing ever like right. you know if somebody's good and i want to s- create that good vibe like you're saying like, yeah come yeah. in early and see what the crowd's all about you know yeah and you never know who that opener ends up being it could be you know sometimes they end up blowing up Yo. bigger than <laughs> anybody oh, dude that's what I, I think i said it on another show like i mean dylan francis was open for me at yeah. voyeur him and eric hamilton would open at right. voyeur right you know uh, dre's hollywood right. you know right and so many people i've met that are doing amazing things you yeah know, like, miles miles beard you know yeah, i mean yeah. and D- um, like dylan was doing lights at dre's exactly and like crazy yeah and like i remember i used to spin what was it guys and dolls and yep. literally the chain smokers would fly they would be from new york and fly in and like be on the opening slot yeah and now like full circle chain smokers are having a massive tour and they're doing a show tonight at nightingale and i'm opening for them oh that's so, so it's tight. like <laughs> you yeah. know you net like it, it, it you right. never know who you're gonna open exactly for you might be the opener for that person yeah, one day and, so. and now i'm gonna be like hey hey alex true remember me and they're gonna, yeah of course not remember me or anything right. but it's it's just that's the way the world works so. yeah, it's true it, it shows exactly you got to treat everybody good you never know what's gonna yeah. you can tell people that treat only people that can help them good and then are shitty to other people like yeah that's not good yeah and then you get humbled one day so. yeah one day that so. shit will come bite you in the ass <laughs> it will that is that's a good lesson um and so like when you first started you're fr- are you from la yeah i grew up in the valley okay. shout out to the 818 818 big yep. shout yeah i grew up like in sherman oaks and Sino. i went to high school at crespi oh uh, all right and Sino played basketball uh got oh. into djing like when i was like 16 17 years old nice um yeah. And what were like some of your first gigs or how'd you go about getting some of your first gigs uh, or wherever well, you were? Well, when I was in college, I had my setup and, you know, I would like sell weed and everybody would just kind of hang out there, smoke, play video games. I'd sit on the turntables right. and then I would start doing like fraternity parties for like, you know, 25 bucks and some yeah. beers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when I got out of college, I started throwing parties at, uh, do you remember Holly's? That was on Wilcox. It was next to National. Yes, it was I was like going to say right next bar. to National. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I was throwing parties there with a couple of my friends, and it was like you know we would have it was like me uh, at the time DJ Skeet Skeet. Oh yeah, uh, I, th- I think he's going by what Skeeter now or Skeet or um, yeah. I mean Trevor. He, he's probably just Trevor now. He's like a technological. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out Trevor. Yeah, what um, up, Trevor. So we were just kind of doing, you know, like the DIY party and, you know, getting paid nothing, but like, it was like a cool little thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I got introduced to Nick Montalegre and Brick, who they had a partnership at the time, Nick and yeah, Brick. Yeah, Nick and Brick. And one day randomly, like, I think like Stone Rock or Graham was busy and they couldn't do area. Um, wow. And so it's like three hours before and Brick hits me up and he's like, yo, can you do area tonight? And in my head, I'm like, I don't I, I don't think I can handle this. But I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yeah. And like I got there and, and I didn't really know like what to do. So I was like playing club records, but I was also playing like The Cure at prime time <laughs> with like, you know, Groove is in the heart and like right. just 
ran you know i was just playing shit that like i like to play yeah and, and i had no reference point for like crooklyn clans or any of that stuff and right I remember like the bussers at the end of the night were like, dude, I don't know what was going on tonight, but like that was cool, you know? <laughs> and it was just by chance that I was just, you know, that I didn't know what I was doing. And sometimes that's the best, yeah, you know? Yeah. Even producers, you know, young producers, they don't know exactly how to follow the rules and they make unorthodox, really cool things. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think sometimes that's the best way to go into it. And, you know, I think it, at that time it was DJ really. It, it was like the start of the Serato era, I guess. So I was still bringing records to yeah. clubs. And then the stuff that I didn't have, I had on iPod. Wow. And I would like, I would drop songs on the one from the iPod and then mix in on record. And then, you know, go into like records. And then if I was like, oh shit, I don't have this new record. I got to drop it from the iPod right. and go back and forth. And I remember I was like opening for Steve Aoki when he was still doing clubs and yeah. he showed up Kid Millie, and he man. was like, damn, bro, you're still on vinyl. Like respect, like that's crazy. <laughs> and I, and I watched him using Serato and I was like, oh, I just, I got to get like a beater computer and yeah. get Serato. And, right. and then that just opened up like, you know, a whole world of possibilities. And, you know, at, I think at that time, <clears throat> DJing maybe wasn't as competitive to get in because, I, I feel like it was right before the boom of like no, everybody. I feel really... like we knew everybody that was a DJ. You right. know, like, right? Like right? You would almost know every DJ in LA. Yeah. Anyone that could be a traveling DJ was like very small circles. Right. Of this, you know? right. Um, right. So it was the beginning. Yeah. And and I think at that time, I I it was just it was like dumb luck. I was like yeah. at the right place at the right time. I was doing something a little bit different because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And thankfully, like my taste was was good i'm you know wasn't an efficient club dj yet yeah because that just takes a lot of time right but my taste was there and i think that that just was something different and it kind of helped like it helped me get work for sure it's like the luck meeting the opportunity thing like yes you i mean you had been working up to that point if you hadn't done the frat parties and you hadn't put in all that and learned your vinyl records and all right you wouldn't be ready and if you weren't hadn't developed a relationship with Brick and been ready to go th- yeah. in three hours, you know, who knows what would have happened. I mean, yeah. there's sh- those moments in your life. And shout out to to Nick Montalegre also because, like, I remember after the first time I played Area, I hit him up and I was like, you know, I, I was so eager to play again. I was yeah. like, how did I do? And he was very honest with me. He's like, yo, you need to, like, you need to put in some work and right. and get your transitions better and, like, get used to playing a club better. Yeah. Um, but... But the music was good and like, you know, we'll right. we'll work together later when the opportunity presents itself. Like he was very honest. And I think like getting honest feedback from people like friends, not friends, you, you know, you can never tell somebody like, oh, great job. Because then you're like, oh, yeah, I did a great job. I don't yeah. have anything to change. If you if you can like take the criticism and be like, oh, yeah, OK, I'm going to work on my transitions. I'm going to I'm going to step my game up here. It's like the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. If you can pull your ego out of it. And I think Nick, like you said, shout to him. He's one of the most honest people in oh, yeah. the club game. You know? Oh, yeah. Which I think can piss people off that have an <laughs> ego or right. that are unexperienced or that are overly feeling themselves or something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and 
I think that if you can pull your ego and and take the constructive criticism, you'll get better. Right. And you don't have to listen to people as if it's the Bible. But if someone's yeah. being honest with you, take that in and then decide if you want to listen to it. But I think that could help you as a DJ. If you let your ego block that, yeah. you're never going to get better. You yeah. know? And those are people that are delusionally good. You know, they're, They yeah. think they're as better than they are and, like, and, and, and more deserving. And I think there's a lot of great, amazing DJs who are so talented beyond belief and yeah. the ego gets in the way of, of yep. their craft sometimes. Yeah. Uh, just because people want to work with people that are easy to work with and that yeah. they like being around. Uh, because at a certain level, I, I we're all kind of in the same league, you know, yeah. of, of DJ and we're right. all doing the same thing. And we can all get the job done. So it eventually comes down to do these promoters want to work with you? Do the staff at the place like you? Do, yeah. You know, are you easy to work with? Then, right. You know, and especially with like, I know you do a lot of the corporate stuff. You know, these companies are big companies. They find somebody that they like, they can trust. And it's like, great, let's yeah. use this guy for everything. That's one less thing for us to think of. Totally. And... <clears throat> You know, they want to work with people that are nice and easy to work with and have the skill to yeah. to get the job done. So so for clubs, like you said, every week, like, do you keep the staff in mind with those? You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing Warwick every Wednesday, are you like, yo, I do this mix every time some yeah. of the staff probably hates it? Or does that... It's such a hard battle with that. Like, yeah, are you trying to make the owners happier, the crowd, everybody? <clears throat> I try to, you know, like... There, obviously, there's some weeks where I come in a little lazier than others, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I know these, you know, like I never play the same set, but we all have our like trick mixes that we have. Of course, they work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they work. I and mean, stand up comics have it too with yeah. their sets. You know? And and most people aren't going to a club every week. You no. know, if you're going to Warwick every week and you're hearing me do the same set or the same tricks every week, then you're going to the club too often. Yeah, <laughs> and you need to stay home on right. Wednesday. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm, trust me, I'm sure the staff is like, oh, great, here goes Devin with his, you know, I've been doing this, uh, what is it, uh, that Drake and Meek song, uh, going, going Bad. Going Bad. And then there's a breakdown at the end, and I've been mixing in like Oasis Wonderwall, and yeah. they're in the same key. Oh. So it's like perfect, and yeah. you have like Drake rapping the chorus over the that guitars. Sounds, I can hear that in my head. Too. Yeah, that and it, and it's like, it's awesome mix, and people like, are like oh shit this is it. Yeah. but i'm sure every time i do that at warwick they're like oh god devin's doing this fucking mix again <laughs> like please stop this mix right but, you know i try to like every couple of weeks sit down there and go through like music that i haven't played in a long time like my yeah. old stuff and pull songs that like oh i haven't played this in forever oh i forgot about this song just so i can like for my own sanity too yeah. to like it makes it more interesting for me when i have songs that like oh i haven't played this you know yaz situation song and yeah or something you know um yeah but true. yeah i think you know playing like warwick every wednesday and poppy on thursday like yeah i'm sure they get you know even fred uh fred matter shout yeah. out fred he <clears throat> you know i had like this very inspired thursday where i did like a bunch of work before and organized music and like right. just played this i mean i was playing just the most random like mashup set ever. Yeah. And he came up and he was like, dude, that was the best set I've heard from you. And like, you finally came in, like you weren't just like bored to be here and like <laughs> going through the motions. And I was like, Oh shit, people notice, you know? Yeah. Like, so if I you... think people do notice if you're into it and energetic, <laughs> right. People are going to notice and it's going to translate yeah. out, you yeah. know, to, to the crowd. So yeah. And to the people that hire you. And well, I, I think what gets lost, I think a lot of people think that like DJing, 
is an easy job because it's like, oh yeah, you show up, you do your two hours and you're done. But there's so much work that goes into that, that beyond like the travel, yeah. like, just like making sure we're on top of the music, yeah. organizing stuff, going back and finding old classics that we right. might, you know, it's like, it's like a full-time thing. Right. That, and knowing this song is big in Miami or yes. whatever, you know, yes. knowing where you're going. I mean, you could not do that, but like, yeah, you could be lazy. You might not that. stay on top, you know, for that long. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, you know, sometimes people think our job's a little bit easier than it than it is. Yeah, for sure. And all the years of work and <clears throat> experience go into it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, what um, did you ever? What was your first DJ setup? Was it like a crappy? Like everyone on yours had crazy stories I never thought of. Like two oh, tape man. decks, and they're putting their fingers on it, and like. Miles was saying how he'd mix Windows Media Player into oh, yeah, iTunes, I and I'm that's, like, I never even thought of that. That was a creative way to do. Yeah. It. I was like, that's pretty genius. And Viceroy's like, I had my first DJ gig in Italy, and I wasn't even a DJ, and I took Ableton. I was just going AB, and I'm like, damn, everyone has a, a, that's, a that's beginning thing. Yeah, I, you know what? When you know, of course, like when I'm sure you I mean, you're on did vinyl, this. but. I'm sure, like, I used to make mixtapes for friends yeah. on two tape decks, and, like, right. you know, you would pause one yep. and then play on the other, and you it, you could, like, almost mix and, like, pause, unpause, play, and, like, do weird things that kind of yeah. sounded cool. But my first, like, actual DJ setup was, like, this, you know, busted Gemini mixer <laughs> that, like, you know the ones that, like, come in a box with, like... It's like a full setup. Yeah, the all-in-one yeah, Gemini like 200 bucks. starter package. Yeah, I mean, this mixer was probably worth like $15 or something. <laughs> but I did have Vestax turntables that actually were, they they were pretty legit. Oh, I love those turntables. Yeah, I still they have were like them. the anti-skip, so you yeah. could just beat the shit out they of them. they go nothing. backwards and forwards yes. and ultra yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the best. So I had those. Um, <clears throat> so that was my first setup. And then when I got to college, I met this kid who was into DJing and he was like, dude, you got to get rid of this mixer, this thing. Because by like, you know, a year in, it was just bleeding on every oh, channel. I know. Um, and he sold me the uh, the Vestax 07. Oh, dope. For like- Classic. You know, I think I saved up like 300 bucks, 400 bucks, bought yeah. it from him and it was like the biggest investment I'd made into DJing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But that mixer is like, of course, the classic of classics yeah. and was- but you're investing in yourself. You yeah, know? and that that mixer is like where I really, really learned how to DJ, and was like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this seriously. Yeah, that's now. a dope mixer. It's a classic scratch mixer, yeah, and yeah, and it was the one that I saw like Hubert using, yep, and, same and Craze, and all those guys. So I was like, oh, I gotta have that gold plated or the O5. Like, yeah, and then they had like the silver plated one. Yeah, and, and that thick crossfader. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still was once I would use it like wait how do they do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, right are they moving their fingers uh, or like how are they making that sound oh like, those early I still can't scratch pickles it. videos were like the Insane. biggest influence on on me because I really? was like I'm gonna be a battle and then I quickly realized that I wasn't gonna be a battle <laughs> DJ because these guys are just I mean what a track and craze and those guys were doing is just unearthly yeah uh, but I mean I know I used to get those VHS videos of everyone yeah. from DJ Swamp to the ITF yes. battles to yeah, invisible scratch pickles x-men yeah. beat junkies yep. i mean yep. i had all those and i would i wanted to do that too i still you know i could scratch but sometimes when i see now the the level of it is just yeah it's crazy insane i i yeah Black i used belt. to come up with like these little juggle routines and stuff and and they were decent you yeah. know they were there was nothing like mind-blowing but event you like you quickly realize that like oh these guys have like a gift that is God given to them right before the practice. Like they, yeah. they have a God given talent to, to 
be this battle DJ. Right. But I think it's good to be a well-rounded DJ and you put in that work to lay that foundation for yourself. Right. Almost like going to school for something that you might not use later yeah. all the way. But yeah. you have that. And then mixed with all the other things you're saying and your your um, taste, which nobody else can have or right. replicate, right. you know, right. And, right. and all that stuff. So I think that that leads you to be a well-rounded DJ and why you're doing what you're doing and why you can do, you do also a lot of events. Right. You'll do a little bar in Australia, a huge mega club, you know, yeah, and you can yeah, still yeah. hold it down. So yeah, I think that's kind it's of a, our job important. is to be able to like, if you throw us in a room, we should be able yeah. to read the room and, and figure out a way to make it work for, for sure. everybody. So yeah, dope. Well, um, I also remembered one more thing. Um, I'd mentioned you before, but um, like I said, we've done a lot of stuff together and I got booked or we got booked to do a wedding for someone in Mexico. I, it was like in Playa del Carmen or something. Yeah, beautiful wedding. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was like th- on the beach. Yeah. Like at this amazing resort. Um, I got, you know, it was very involved. We had some funny stories where the person who was getting married had, I think, shipped me. I think it was like four or six completely filled up. Uh, USB drives of music, yeah. super organized. I got a full genres. hard. I got a full hard drive. Full <laughs> FedEx to me. Like if we would have played all of these songs, we would still be DJing <laughs> still be now playing, from yeah. like seven years ago yeah. till today. Uh, it was like, like ten thousand songs. It was not exaggerated. Yeah, it was crazy. Organized I, too. Yeah, fully organized. <laughs> so this, the groom was very into music, and he also had me compose songs for like the walk down of the bride and groom. Like I would take an Aphex Twin song and put drums under it and edit it down. I mean. It was the most involved yeah. thing. So that's part of it. That's not even the big part of the story. But um, I had to go down a day before and DJ. I think it was like the... Re- or no, I was DJing like an initial night. Then me and you DJed the rehearsal. Yeah, you dinner. were there like on a Thursday and then I came yeah. down like then Friday, Then you came, Saturday. we did rehearsal, dinner, and we did the actual wedding together. Yeah. But the crazy... Something happened to me that felt like it was something like from a movie. And I was saying to you earlier, I don't even know how much you knew of the story, but... I was headed to the airport. We I parked in this park and fly place, got on that little shuttle van into the airport, and you know, you get off and the guy driving the bus kind of grabs your bag and gives it to you and gives it to the other right, people. Right. And the guy I'm sitting next to has an identical bag as me. And as we're getting off, the driver must have grabbed his bag and given it to me and grabbed my bag and given it to him. And then we take off. That's it. Whatever. Nobody knows the difference. We go into the airport. I go up to the front, I get my ticket, I go to the gate, and as I'm going through security, I, you know, you had to like take stuff out of your bag, and right. I open my bag, and I'm like, yo, this isn't my bag. <laughs> but I was so thrown off that like, I couldn't figure out what was happening. It was like, you know, it's like an optical <laughs> it's like, illusion. Yeah, it's like a twilight zone. And I was like, yo. So like, I was like, I took my wife, because I have two of the same suitcase at home also, so I'm right. like, my wife must have take put her workout gear even though these shoes are like so big like they're not her shoes but she must have put some kind of workout gear in this bag and then she took my bag so we get through security i call her i'm like yo you have my my suitcase i need everything in there you got to ship it to mexico like right now and she's she's like like, what are you talking about she's like there's nothing here i don't know what you're talking about i'm like no you're tripping she's like you're tripping i'm like am i tripping and so like i could not figure out what's happening i go i get on the the, I start to get on the plane, and then I realize, yo, I have someone else's bag. And I tell the front like gate person, and I'm like, hey, I think I have someone else's bag. 
they freak out and they're like, yo, sir, you're not allowed on the plane. Oh, you're yeah, saying that you that... didn't pack this bag. This is a TSA issue. You're being pulled off the flight. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're like, like no, I packed it. Never mind. So I look <laughs> at the thing and I'm like, this is the dude's card was on the thing. Right. So I tell the front desk lady, she calls this guy like, John Smith, please come to gate 84. Please. Come. And the flight's about to take off. And the dude comes running over. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I go, hey, I sat next to you on the on the bus. You took my bag and I took your bag. This is your bag. He goes, I didn't take your bag. He goes, I took my bag and I already checked it to Seattle. And I go, no, you checked my bag to Seattle. Oh, and he's like, Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, well, whatever. And they go, sir, we're closing the door. You got to go. So I just left the suitcase with him and bounce. And I get on the flight and I fly to Mexico. And I'm and at the time, we had the same manager, Mikey yep. Lev. Shout yep. to Mikey. What up? What up, Mikey? And uh, he, what, like, I text him and he, like, went into amazing manager mode. I don't know what he did, but <laughs> within the time of me flying to Cancun and landing, he was like, I found your bag. It's at the Four Seasons Hotel in Seattle. I'm going to, you have to pay FedEx to somehow ship it back the same day for like $375 back to LA. I'm going to get Devin to grab it and he's going to fly to Mexico with your bag. And I was like, oh my God. Like It's so crazy because I had forgot the story until you brought it up. I, and I now remember like walking through the airport with two roller bags. And I was so like, thankful. And Mikey was like, don't check the bag, just carry it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm fucking. Oh my God. I was like, Devin's saving my life. Like this is unbelievable. And I'm in Mexico and the guy's like, thank you for coming. And I'm wearing literally what I wore on the plane, like jeans. I'm on the beach. It's so hot. I have like an old T-shirt on and I'm playing off internal mode. And some other dude from another city in Mexico, three hours away, is supposed to be driving with all the things that I'd forgotten because I had put my headphones and records and everything in my other bag like an idiot. Right. So I'm just pretending like I'm like, no, everything's going great. And I'm mixing everything internal. Luckily, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. And then like the next and you didn't come to way later the next day, too. I yeah, remember I was, I was on like, the beach in my jeans like what? happening you know? <laughs> like, where is this wall <laughs> but that was like straight out of a movie i'm like that actually happens where someone's yeah and like what if that dude was some crazy like drug smuggler or, like i had this horrible <laughs> yeah. bag i'm in jail like, <laughs> in like it's not my bag i swear to god i go to mexico i'm like no it's not mine <laughs> but it all worked out it, was it a all fun worked way. out we had so much fun yeah we just like switched off like every hour or two yeah that was so dope like and i got to really hear you dj uh, for the first time in a way for a long time right, I felt like right, like I'd right. known you and I'd seen you but it was fun to rock a thing like that yeah. where I played for a while then you would play and you'd be all over the place and it would inspire me in a way to okay I'm gonna get back on after him right. and yeah sometimes those are some of the best sets is like you're playing with a friend and they do something and you're like oh that like it gets your mind running like yeah. oh now I'm inspired to do this and like I just remembered this mix and now I can do this and he's going here like it exactly. gets you like hyped and yeah, some, those, those are some of the most fun sets for you know? sure. I know. I think that's the thing EDM guys or girls can do with uh, the thumb drives, the B two B thing. Right. It's a lot easier with yeah. Serato. It's harder to be yeah. like, you know, yeah, um, dope. All right, well, um, we I think we got to get out of here. Our time is up. Um, is there anything you want to like talk about or promote? Any of you got hmm. like we didn't even get to talk about like. Are you working on music? Like, do you have any plans for what's next as a DJ? Yeah, or are you I just kind of doing your thing. I've been I've been making music for the last few years, um, and I got a bunch of beats. Uh, oh. I work with uh, a couple of good friends. Like, I I work with my homie uh, Lawrence, uh, who goes by LDG. He okay. did reel it in 
uh, for oh, Amine with T. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's just like a brilliant, brilliant producer. Like just watching him do drums and like navigate on FL, I'm I'm just like blown away. Wow. And he, yeah, he's, and he's just like a sweetheart, great yeah. person to work with. Um, I've been working with uh, Nikki Blitz. Oh who yeah, is one of my best friends that you did a remix for with Vice. Oh. Yep, I did a remix uh, for one of his <clears throat> songs with Vice. He's also one of like the funniest best people ever. yeah he's one of the biggest characters ever yeah, and, and so he's talented. yeah he's with apg so he works with miles dope um so i i've been doing some hip-hop stuff with him and then i've been working with also did a couple sessions with my homie uh apex uh martin he just did oh, yeah he just he's doing uh smoke perps new new record he's Tight. executive producing that so we have some stuff and uh i'm shopping it and uh, you know i've been you know Dipping my feet into the A&R thing, working right. with Ben Madahi. Oh, tight. Um, and he's been kind enough to like be listening to my music and giving feedback and shopping it to artists as well. So I give him stuff. and Like stuff from other artists as well as yourself. Yeah, and like be, yeah, all the stuff that I make, I send to him. And he's like, this is dope. This needs this. The, you know, like right. he'll give me feedback and stuff that he likes. He's actively sending out there and dope. his team sending out to people. That's great. And being around him has been an amazing learning experience. Uh, Cause yeah. he's just like his time in the record industry. It's just like a wealth of knowledge. Like Miles said, yeah. like he just has so much knowledge to, to impart that. And, and if you're, sitting there asking him questions he'll answer everything yeah. and give you his time and he's just been oh he's such a great dude yeah he's been an outstanding person to be around and and you know even even if i not in terms of the a&r just like making music giving you feedback and like ways to get your music heard and yep. the way that you know people are getting stuff made it's just been a tremendous learning experience and you know but with with the baby it's hard to find the time to be in the studio every day and yeah you know i'm hoping like once this first year of of his life and our schedule is a little bit more hashed out that I'll be able to get back in the studio yeah. like on a consistent basis like I was before, but I'm still finding the time to be there and making music and hopefully you guys get to hear some stuff soon and Dope. you know, I'll play you some stuff. When yeah. I'd love to hear we're you. not on air. Yeah. But yeah. For show. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, Devin Lucian has <laughs> thank been- Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Thank you for coming in to the 20 podcast. Um, the 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Make sure to join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider. Devin, thank you for coming in. Yes. We will see you guys next week on the 20 podcast. Peace, Peace out, y'all.